This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. So, do you recognize any of these men? I was hiding in the bathroom stall, so I didn't see his face, but I heard him. He was singing along to the music at the bar. Do you remember what he was singing? I think it was that song, I Want It That Way. Backstreet Boys, I'm familiar. Okay. Number one, could you please sing the opening to I Want It That Way? Really? Okay. You are my fire. Number two, keep it going. The one desire. Number three. Believe when I say. Number four. I want it that way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. Now number five. I never want to hear you say. I want it that way. Oh, chills. Literal chills. It was number five. Number five killed my brother. Oh my god, I forgot about that part. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 342 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as I bet I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And... Ian Loring, Hello. Uh, and we are we are still still in lockdown, guys, aren't we? We're still we're powering through. Patrons would have listened to the half an hour of us talking about it. Um, <laughs> so if you want to hear stuff like that, two dollars a month, uh, add to uh, Film Bastards slash Patreon, and um, oh, no, Patreon slash Film Bastards, uh, and there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what, what have we got this week? What have we got this week? Well, there's nothing out in cinemas, so we're continuing to um, scrounge around for, for bits. We have our iTunes rental of the week. Uh, which this week is Magic Mike XXL, which Becky still claims she hasn't seen, but she had. Um, we are also going to chat Extraordinary, which Becky, you had seen most of last week, mentioned to Ian, and he said, that sounds good. Then you watched all of it, then told me I had to watch it. I watched it with you as well, though. You did watch it with me as well, yes. I've seen it twice. So you've seen it twice this week. Yeah. Um, we're also going to chat Brightburn, a film that all three of us missed when it came out of the cinema. Um so we're going to chat that as well. We were going to chat Coffee and Kareem, uh, the new Netflix movie, but unfortunately I didn't quite get to it. So I'm going to chat next week, shall we, Ian? Okay. Yeah. Or do you want to do this on, this week on your own? I'm not entirely sure it's worth a full review, if I'm honest. Like, like if we Ian all watched it. Coffee and Kareem, and <laughs> I will give you views on Coffee and Kareem next week. That could be quite interesting. Uh, and yeah, we've got some uh, bits of what we've been watching. No trailers, because trailers don't exist anymore. Yeah, uh, they do. Yes, they do, son. I've got one. Ian's got a trailer. He made it up. In- oh, wait. This isn't like the butthole version of Cats or something like that, is it? <laughs> no, but I did want to talk about that in the news. Right. News, Ian. What news have we had? So, further development in the butthole saga. Um... A new interview has come out with a VFX artist working on Cats, giving some more detail about the butthole cut and confirming its existence because it had been downplayed, but saying, no, it was there. And also giving some insight into the, practice, the working practice of uh, Tom Hooper. Can, can where, uh, Ian, Ian, Becky, were you unaware of the butthole cut? Because you're, you, you're looking completely baffled right now. Oh, apparently we've talked about the butthole cut. 
Wow. All right. So, what, like a month or two back? I mean, who knows? It could have been fucking three years back by this point. Who knows? But um, a VFX artist came out on Twitter saying that they had done some work on Cats where there were what looked like buttholes in some of the earlier CG where the shape of the fur around that area made it look like they all had buttholes. Um, now, that then got downplayed, but now a, vi- a visual effects artist confirmed to the Daily Beast that there was some unintentionally butthole-like fur placement in one of the edits. We paused it, the source said. We went to call our supervisor and we're like, there's a fucking asshole in there. There's buttholes. It wasn't prominent, but when you saw it, dot, 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 and you were just like, what the hell is that? There's a fucking butthole in there. It wasn't in your face, but at the same time too, if you're looking, you'll see it. Um, And the person also said that Tom Hooper was uh, demeaning and horrible uh, and also said that at one point he tried to get videos of cats dancing and it had to be pointed out to him that cats don't dance. Um, this is not the first time in a movie that Tom Hooper has been described as being rather unpleasant. No. Yes, a um, a past contributor to the show has verified the, the fact that Tom Hooper is an ass, But, you know directors are now i sent a um trailer for the butthole cut to uh mark uh, a few days back on the on the boy chat and uh you know uh, take it offline but uh becky i recommend you you watch that trailer um now cats is still not on 4k uh, um you know the physical 4k release was cancelled uh but the iTunes pre-order for the 4K HDR version is still up, so I shall see it in 4K. Um, and I will be doing my commentary commentary. Um, but this has been a light in my life over the last little while. Um, just the fact that, that, you know, how does cats get even more train wrecky? There's legitimately a version where there's buttholes. You know, it's... <laughs> It's perfect, really, isn't it? Cats is if it keeps on giving, and I support it. It's it, yeah, it, it does. It does seem like you say, like it, it, it's just. It, it, it does just. It seems to just be the. There's just layers that just keep added to it. It's like what's going to be next, <laughs> you know. Is, is it when it gets released digitally, is something else going to come out? Are people going to be sat there watching it and go, hang on a minute, what's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I think they should have just left it in. If, if they know now, if they knew then what they know now about how cats would do, why not just go the whole hog unleash hooper's full id buttholes it's just 
have you found out yet if the um, if, if the director's commentary was recorded? I mean, it must have been recorded before, uh, after all of the, the the shit hits the fan, as they say, because because there's no way he would do a commentary after it came out. There's no way. But he, so he's done it before. But he literally the. The kind of mockery of it started happening from the first trailer and then very massively from the premiere. And he literally said, I only finished it a few hours ago. The thing is, he could have been um, commenting on an unfinished version. You know, um, there's, there's, there's every chance that he was watching a... What was his cut with the right runtime and whatnot? But maybe the VFX just wasn't finished. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it's, yeah, I mean, it's cats. I, I can't. The thing is, I, I distinctly remember giving it like one and a half stars on Letterbox when I reviewed it, but I can't fucking wait to watch it again. <laughs> That's what is it out? Is it even soon? It's, is it soon? No, it's <laughs> like May. May. Yeah, it's taking a really, really long time to come out. That's fucking mental. That's the thing, man. It's like all these other films that are being brought forward. Sorry? That's like almost six months. Yeah, it's getting on for it. Like five months. I mean, all these films that are being brought forward, like Sonic the Hedgehog is out to buy on iTunes on Friday. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, Birds of Prey is out in a couple of weeks. Richard Jewell comes out on iTunes on Monday. You know, it, it's there are films that are being fast tracked. Um, 1917 comes out on the 4th of May on iTunes, apparently. That feels actually, no, do you know what? That's probably about right. But yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog being uh, as, as quick as it is, Richard Jewell. Um, it just makes perfect sense though with it being the you know not I mean I know the kids are not school but it's uh, it's like holiday holidays it's it's Easter yeah you know which is, I mean, again it's fucking mental nobody seems to that I, I reckon it'll get to like next Wednesday and people will go when's Easter oh shit was that last weekend <laughs> yeah I mean that that's that's surreal like just no one really knows it's Easter this weekend. No. Like, I'll probably get up on Friday morning and start working. <laughs> um, Gosh, yeah, you technically won't be at work, will you? Will you? Will you? Yeah, we work on holidays. You work back on holidays, do you? Yeah. Uh, I, get, I get days in lieu. I mean... I get days in lieu? You've used a week of your holiday and you might not go back before it expires. <laughs> technically, we're still accruing it. I, yeah, well, you will be. I'm mm. sure. It's all mental, yeah. It, it's just, it's insane. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, any other news that's happened this week? <coughs> Apart from buttholes, no. No. Uh, so there's no butthole-related news, unrelated news. Uh, cool. So, trailers. Ian, you've seen a trailer, apparently. <laughs> what trailer have you got? Uh, so, I have got, sorry, uh, really boring, but I'm just doing a work text. Be in contact tomorrow. A.M. That's past 
part of the problem of this whole lockdown thing, though, isn't it? Like, there's no home time. Yeah. Like, it's just whenever you get something, you reply. Sorry. Yeah, it. It's, it's, it's my team's WhatsApp thing. It's like, um, I don't know, like, like if they've got a question, I want to try and get, get back to them, like, as long as it's not, like, 10 o'clock at night or anything. And, I like, I'm not, I, if I'm pissed, then I won't say anything because, <laughs> you know, um, that's a world of trouble. But, yeah. Um, so, trailer, new Netflix film. Uh, on Netflix, I think I want to say two weeks Friday. Chris so Hemsworth starring. Yeah. Oh, is this the uh, one? Yes. Uh, yeah, Extraction. Um, from visionary producers Joe and Anthony Russo. Um, I haven't seen Visionary for a while, I don't think. So it was good to see that. I think it's directed, I want to say it's directed by someone who was like a stunt coordinator on a t- um, Which, you know, is promising. Um, looks like a direct-to-video thing. I've got no fucking idea what Chris Hemsworth's doing in it, but if the action's good, then great. Um, it's could it, uh, could it just what was be the that literally is is good mates with the guy, and he's got this film that he wants to do, um, and they've gone. Well, it's Joe Russo wrote it. Uh yeah, I think. He might have he might have a screenplay credit or something. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, the tagline is "When the mission ends, redemption begins," um, which which is pretty great. Um, basically, Chris Hemsworth does some sort of mission. A kid is there that he's got to keep safe, and people want to kill the kid for some reason. Um, and it, yeah, you know, I'll watch it. It's. Um, you know, considering how like starved for content we are at the moment. Oh, do you know what? We did forget about a bit of news, but I'll come back to it. Um, it's um, yeah, I like I'm I'm up for it enough, and like you say, it is something to review for the show. Um, also, uh, you know, while in lockdown, probably what we'll be able to review, um, Disney Plus's Artemis Fowl, uh, oh, Kenneth Branagh's yeah. new film. Which has fucked off to Disney Plus, um, and Bob. Sorry, when's that land on Disney Plus? So it was supposed to come out in the cinema late May, and the, the thinking is it will probably just come out that weekend. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it's like the late May bank holiday weekend, so it would actually kind of make sense to come out then as well uh, in terms of viewership. Um, so this was along with a load of like Disney release date movements and bob Iger was interviewed uh in something uh today where he said that maybe other things will move to disney plus as well um or like other services and it's interesting because things that haven't been dated new mutants doesn't have a new date yet and neither does antlers um so the question now is they they are obviously not Disney Plus content. Do they go straight to streaming? Um frankly, you'd have to think with new mutants at this point, why the fuck not? I, I, um, I did see a meme the other day. Um you know the episode of The Simpsons where Bart and Homer finally go and see the Itch and Scratchy movie at the end of it. <laughs> 
Uh, and it's them two stood at the uh, cinema booth there, uh, and their little caption in The Simpsons, what is it? Is, uh, <laughs> two tickets to the New Mutants, please. <laughs> I mean, I, it was interesting, because um, the, the latest issue of Empire's got a feature about New Mutants when it's talking about how it's finally coming to cinemas in April. Um <laughs> And that's a point as well. What the fuck do Empire and Total Film do over the next few months? Like that's they, they'll that's talk a lot about TV. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it'll be something like that. Hey, but it's um, I finished that sour by the way. Thank God, I went to Club Tropicana to get it out of my. To be fair though, that's taking me nearly an hour to fucking drink. So fair play to it. Um, <laughs> that's the system. Only drink drinks that you don't like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. Um. Yeah, and, you know, they're saying, like, oh, it's going to come out in April. And I feel really bad for Josh Boone because he's come out and said, this is the the cut that's releasing is my cut. It is the film I wanted to make. And that, that sounds like shit. I will watch that. If it's not, like, Josh Trank doing Fantastic Four coming out the weekend, it opened, like, criticising it. You know, I, I want to see that. You know, if it's, like, an undiluted what he wanted, great. But now... You've got all this shifting around. Disney won't have, you know, the pile up that there is going to be for 12, 18 months once all the cinemas start opening. First off, very exciting for people who love going to the cinema. Um, but for films like New Mutants, where the fuck do they put it now? You know, um, I, I like to an extent, Antlers as well, even though I suppose that was. You know, that was starting to be trailered. I'd seen that in the trailer for that in Cineworld a couple of times. But it, yeah. it, um, it, it's, um, it, it doesn't quite feel like it was quite as out there as New Mutant, Mutants was. But, you know, if you're, if you're telling me that, like, in the next month or so, I could pay, even if I have to pay $15.99 each and, be, and watch New Mutants and Antlers... A, just to see them, and B, for content for the show. Fuck yeah, I'll do that. No bother. Hmm? And yeah, also, to be... The... Sorry, go on. Go on, sorry. No, go on, go on. I'm just looking at you say, because um, when you mentioned about it being um, Josh Boone, I completely forgot it was Josh Boone. I was like, right, Josh Boone. I recognise that name. Why do I recognise Josh Boone? It's because he did um, Fault in Our Stars, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and he also did um, Stuck in Love. Uh, the Jennifer Connelly and Greg Kinnear movie. Uh, did you ever see that one? No, I don't think I did. It's, it's quite good actually, because I actually I, I actually really quite like Fortnite Stars. I think it's a good movie. You know, I know yeah, it is. it's not it's not something that a thirty-seven year old man you'd, you'd often hear saying, but the fact is, Fortnite Stars is a good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Stuck in Love is actually really quite good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a it's a smart rom com. Um, in the sense that it's not there's no real cringiness to it it's just a, it, it's a it's more When Harry Met Sally than it is uh, Bounty Hunter let's yeah. say um, but yeah so that's actually really interesting that he's doing New Mutants I can, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. that much in, in flux that I'd completely forgotten it was him <laughs> no I mean that, 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 that's it, it it's you know, it, and apparently he was like he was a comic fan since he he was young, and there's a proper full on gay uh, romance in it. Uh, well, lesb lesbian but still gay romance in it, which sounds like 
yeah, all right. I will see a comic book version of that. Um, it's 91 minutes long. Uh, I, I, I saw yesterday. So, you know, it's not any of this fucking epic. This is like, we're going to like, it's going to be two and a half hours long. It's going to set up loads of stuff. Sounds like it's going to be pretty like get the job done. Genre movie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, is, I, I just can't see them dropping new mutants on Disney Disney Plus. They're being so protective that that is a family. What yeah, they won't. They won't. Well, like I that that and Antlers, like they're both Fox films. I could see them just going straight to streaming. You know, um, it's the only thing is that Disney don't really want to piss off the exhibitors because they see the majority of their product as big screen product. But again, then again, the exhibitors may need Disney more than Disney need the exhibitors. So who knows? Uh, I mean, it was interesting. I was reading an interview with um, uh, like Mookie Gredegger or something like that. His name is who's the, like the CEO for the company that runs Cineworld. And um, he straight up, talked about how pissed off he was about uh what universal did with trolls world tour um and i i mean i, I you know it's interesting i think there's a point there um i will say credit to universal it, trolls world tour is dolby vision and dolby atmos for rent on itunes and this household will be doing that in the next few days um and i will be talking about trolls world tour next week because you fuckers didn't vote to review it um and yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's like that. It, it kind of shows just how cinemas probably are vital because otherwise you'd you'd have things dropping onto streaming like no one's business. Uh, but now the cinemas are closed. You know, you've had a few things like Military Wives is available to rent now, and uh, Misbehavior, the the Kira Knightley um, Miss World film that literally came out the same weekend as The Hunt. That's getting a rushed release on um, on streaming. But, like, there's fuck all else apart from Trolls World Tour, which yeah. has gone, we will drop on streaming. They are waiting for cinematic release. And I think as long as the cinemas are able to survive this, like, not making any money, they are going to be in rude health when they come back. That's it, but I think part of that is, look, if there's a suspension of anything being made in six months, we're going to have a void. There's going to be a little... there's ones that were ready. There's ones that are ready, but but it it is going to be... If everything's paused or what is it, it does put everything kind of back. I do think it's interesting... Ian's put his... What is it back on? Um, The dark. (laughs) (laughs) Just just wandered in. Oh, she's so small. I do think it's very interesting that, that literally Why are you so a, wet? a few different companies have uh, released things for rent uh, for $15.99. So the Hunt came out to rent for $15.99, yeah. etc. But Bloodshot, nah, 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 fuck it, you can buy it for $13.99. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. It was just like, nobody cares. Vin yeah. doesn't even care. Fuck it off. Well, apparently, because um, it's his production company, isn't it? Oh, is it uh, One Race or whatever it's called? Yep. Um, and um, it, he was literally, when it was suggested, it, he was the one who kind of said, look, 
Just put it out there a buy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they reckon now that that, that, that film will now have, have made money. Uh, yeah, um, I, 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 yeah, I, I, is it though? Um, I don't know. Good on it. it it's, I don't know. It's it just, it, it, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's like, man, if the invisible man was 1599 to buy, I would have fucking done that, but I've seen it. I'm not going to pay 1599 to rent it. Um, that's it. It, it, it. The thing is there, I do, I get it. And I, I think it's a really good idea. I do think they've slightly overcooked the price a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Give it a tenner. Yeah. No. Twelve quid. If it was twelve quid, I'd be there. If it was fourteen ninety nine, I think I'd think about it. I think there's, it, it, it's the fact that it's gone over, over fifteen quid. Yeah. Over that fifteen yeah. quid. I know it's only ninety nine p, but if you don't draw a line in the sand somewhere. <laughs> the thing is, though, with you being four ninety nine and now us being members of Cineworld, I wouldn't pay fucking sixteen quid to buy it. No, well, no, that's it. That's it. You know, I, I've I've not bought, for instance, Joker yet because it's still thirteen ninety nine, yeah. and I'll wait yeah, till yeah. at some point for a weekend. It's seven ninety nine. Mm. You know, Mother's Brooklyn's just come out. I looked at it and went, ooh, $9.99. That's not bad. I can I can justify nine ninety nine in my head. Mm. Because it's what I'd really like to watch again. I might give it a few weeks and see if it goes down. Because sometimes they do. Mm. Um, but you know, I could justify that. But if it was thirteen ninety nine, you'd be waiting. I'd be there going, nah, fuck it, I'd wait for seven ninety nine. Mm. If you hadn't seen it, it might be a different situation. Still be a yeah, little yeah. bit hesitant. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like with 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 trolls, it's like Lossie's been looking forward to that for a while, and yeah. you know, it, it's. I'm I'm happy for fifteen ninety nine. Watch it over Easter weekend. Get some snacks in and whatnot, and yeah. you know, yeah. like that. I can I can see the logic family behind. Films, it's completely different because if you're if you're a family family of three or a family of four, and you're all going to sit down and watch it, then fifteen ninety nine isn't that bad of a ticket price. No, but then again, in saying that, if let's it won't happen, but let's say next weekend they went fuck it, here's Top Gun Maverick. Fifteen ninety nine to rent and what is it? Yeah, I'd be like shit. Yes, <laughs> you know. And instead they've God. gone fuck you. You got to wait until Christmas. Yeah, Black Widow. <laughs> if they went, do you know what? Black Widow again. Not going to do it. But Black Widow fifteen ninety nine. I'd be like, do you know what? Fine. Yeah, I can. I'm all right with that. Mm. But I'm not paying fifteen ninety nine to watch Military Wives. No, God, no. No, I mean that's fucking hilarious. That is. Yeah. Like... It's like it, no, nobody went to see it. The same as that misbehaviour one. Yeah. You know, I actually want to see that. Um, I would have gone to the cinema to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm paying $15.99 to fucking watch it. Mm. Well, that's it. You do get spoiled, though, when you're a member of something like Cineworld because you go, if I'm interested enough to see it, would I be interested enough to pay for it? No, mm. but it's in my membership, so I'll go see it. It means you get to see more diverse things, I suppose, don't you? Right. Well, in a week where there has been little news and no trailers apart from one, we've still managed to rack in half an hour's work. So... Uh, I, I will just say though, Jungle uh, Cruise being punted to 2021. Um, yeah, kind of, yeah. Did you not see that? Like, so yeah. all, basically, so this Disney stuff, just to just to confer, like, be clear, basically Mulan now comes out in July. They're basically thinking this is going to be the first big film out in cinemas when 
when lockdown restrictions get lifted. So, you know, Tenet hasn't moved yet. Kind of feels like Mulan, Tenet in July, Wonder Woman in August. By July, you know, like, could cinemas be open with making sure that, like, the seating is spaced out, like, 50% capacity? You know, if it's 50% capacity, but the only things really showing are Mulan and Tenet, that's fine. Just stick them on in more screens. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, I, I could see that happening. But now, uh, what? so basically all the Marvel films have gone down one release date. So Black Widow comes out in November. As I say, Jungle Cruise has been punted. Um, but yeah, it, it, it feels like the, the sands are shifting now. But now next summer, we've got Fast 9 and Jungle Cruise. Um, but then we've also got Shang-Chi um, and whatever the fuck else there's going to be. Um, M- Minions 2 is now next summer. Basically, next summer is this summer repeated or <laughs> yeah. this summer d- done over again, which is just bizarre. Yeah, um, it's be a, a packed schedule, I think, for a good sort of six, eight months. As long as No Time to Die fucking comes out in November, like... Jesus Christ! I reckon there's a I reckon somewhere there's a there's a date where where Daniel Craig no longer has to do any promotional work for Bond, and they're looking. Daniel Craig's literally every time they have like a meeting, they say, "Look, we might have to push this back." Daniel Craig just gets out a piece of paper and just points at a certain date and just says, just shakes his head and just laughs. <laughs> They go, well, would you extend that? You know, because of the coronavirus. No. <laughs> if they were smart, if they were smart, they would NDA the fuck out of some journalists and go, you can see no time to die now. It is done. I mean, like, uh, Kerry Fukunaga came out last, uh, earlier in the week and said, it's done. Yeah. I can't make any changes even if I wanted to. NDA the fuck out of journalists and do the fucking like a virtual press tour now. Yeah. Just get it done. You know, you would save they, money on marketing by not doing a big press tour in October. Um, I think they'd just be so fucking scared that it leaked. And they, that, that's that's all that would be. They'd just be so fucking scared that it might leak. Oh, hang on. What's she done? Cool. In here? Little that's fucker. Come on, Kiki. On the mat, though? Yeah, Kiki. Okay. Kiki. Sorry about that. Kiki. No problem. Uh, right, Yeah. Listen, there's something that we need to discuss with you, and uh, it's probably going to be hard to hear. Last night, your Uncle Noah... He died last night. Okay. Brandon, do you understand? Your Uncle Noah passed away. He's gone. 
I feel like you want me to cry or something. Do you want to cry? Brandon, we know you were at Aunt Marilee's last night. Honey, I'm your mom. I will always defend you. But if you know something about what happened to Noah, you need to tell us. I don't know what happened to him, but I would never hurt Uncle Noah. I love him. <laughs> that is bullshit. He is fucking lying. Brightburn? Yeah. Sure. Brightburn. So Brightburn is a 2019 um, horror film uh, from director David uh, Urofsky. Yeah, I got it. Sure. Yeah, nailed it. Um, stars Leather Banks, uh, David Denman, Matt Jones, Meredith Hanger, and a few other people. Uh, written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn, and produced by James Gunn, who is brother and cousin to the Gunners. Uh, what? The Gunners. The Gunners, yeah. yeah. And the basic story is it is, what if Superman was a prick? Um. Yeah, that basically is it, isn't it? Kind of, what if yeah. Superman was a prick when he was a boy rather than nice and wholesome? What if, what if Martha tried to murder him instead of trying to nurture him through his problems? Yes. Um, Ian, what do you think to Brightburn? I quite liked it. Um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm annoyed with myself that I, I didn't go to see it in the cinema because I, I like Noel it's like the one film in the last five years that Noel saw in the cinema but I didn't um <laughs> it was yeah. yeah 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 you know what I mean though it's like because yeah. like bless him he he does go to see things in the cinema but not nearly at the clip that we do you know he doesn't do a weekly podcast a fair play to the dude um yeah I you know I I, I think it it, it was kind of underreported as well, quite frankly. Like it came out and didn't seem to make much of an impression. But I liked how nasty it was. I, I liked that it had the courage of its convictions. It fully went in on, yeah, this kid's fucking evil. Like, you know, it's no matter what socialization had, had come before. Yeah, but then, you know, it's. The parents are met with this. They're unable to understand it. And he's betrayed by them and fully fucking flips. Yeah, they you go, know, and, I love you, you are my world, to murder very quickly. Um, one of the, That's interesting. And maybe it's because I'm not a mother. But one of the slight criticisms I had of it was that Elizabeth Banks took a very long time to not even entertain the thought and you know I, I, just the way that she takes that long time and then she flips yeah. so quickly I agree with that she takes too long to get to it and then literally goes oh my god I was wrong <laughs> yeah she does but it's the, like the, the, the that... shades of believing that and you know I, I would be the first to admit any of Isabel's faults I, you know, point them out. Point them out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Apologize for them to other people, but I wouldn't murder her over it. Like if she was, if she was going around, like if she was struggling with this thing, and she she was killing people, I think I'd probably 
there'd be more steps. I'd believe it instantly because, she, you know, I, I could believe it over now and she's not got any superpowers. But, but we're not. Well, but I, won't, I don't think I'd murderise her with a, with a sharp piece of metal. But it's and that dad does dad. not seem bored with parenthood the, at no, all. The, 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 the dad seems like, like an all universe. He was just universe. itching for an excuse to take it, that it, kid it, hunting. Yeah, he, he didn't, he did not like that kid. Nah. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, it... it he definitely turns earlier. Like as soon as his mate's killed, it's like, right, it's you in it. It's it's fucking you. Um, even when when the little girl's hand gets squished, he's like, did you did you see what it is to her hand? But yeah, but he's not like I'ma take him out hunting and shoot him at that point. Like there is an escalation there. Like there's. There's a there's a kind of like a steady ramping up with the dad, whereas with Elizabeth Banks it's he's my son, I love him. He's my son, I, I love him. He's my son, I love him. He's a fucking monster. He has to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, like it, it's it, it's literally that fast. And you know, I thought that the the way the kid played it was um you know it, it was pretty well done. Um, he's even though and again i think it's with the i think it's with the writing he's very like he's obviously really fucking weird like as soon as the thing in the barn starts to kind of like have its influence he's creepy as fuck all the way through at yeah. not one point does he even seem to be pretending that he's not creepy as fuck um, and I think the, the kid plays the part well, but it probably would have helped Elizabeth Banks's arc if he had moments of doubt, like uh, of of being conflicted about yeah, it, it what this thing was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, it's he he has a pained look on his face when his parents try to murder him, and that's kind of about it. There's, there's not enough there. And also, you know, I mean, shit, man. Like, standing in that girl's bedroom is already... Like, it, it, it's such an early part of the film. And in terms of physical violence, it's, re- like, pretty low. But it's so high on the, you're a fucking creep and you're already a bit unrepentant, aren't you? That The bit, the bit where he's meant to be camping and he's, like, floating outside the window behind the curtain. Do you mean that bit? That is fucking creepy. <laughs> But he's oh no no he's standing there when the um the aunt's around, um, and then the aunt doesn't find him and then the uncle does yeah I think I'm mixing up the scenes but yeah that's the thing it's like doing that to a little girl is coded cinematic language of this is an unrepentant little fuck who deserves to to die, and the yeah. film never does anything to challenge that apart from him looking a bit pained when his parents want to kill him like i said you know um i i thought it had i thought it had production value considering it was made for like six million dollars i thought it worked out well i thought it was i I thought the cast were decent and i love the fact that it fucking ends with the boy just dropping elizabeth banks from a very high height (laughs) what what do you think Bex? um yeah very very similar to be fair i thought i thought as a as a study into 
what would happen if Superman went the other way, I don't think it succeeds. Because mm. um, I, I don't think it explores it enough. Um, I don't think there's enough character or story development to be that film. But I think as a horror movie about an evil person with superpowers, I think it works really well. Um, the gore is pretty fucking great, great, to be fair. The bit with the guy with his jaw ripped off is amazing. It's big room in that. It's good. And when he, when he, oh, oh my God, the bit where she pulls the glass out of her eye. Sorry, eye trauma gets me. The, yeah, yeah. her eye, grim. Um, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. I didn't, I really didn't expect to. His, his shoddy little costume that he's made for himself as well out of his, his blanket off his bed, that mask is fucking creepy. Yeah. I love the fact that he gets called out for being shit quite a few times, though. Like, <laughs> like the uncle, like, properly takes him off him. It's like, what's this fucking piece of shit? And then, like, the kid's like, don't have a go at my mask. It's like, you fuck, fucking should. Yeah, you get the feeling like, if you don't have a go at the mask, the thing is, there, with that uncle, once he throws him literally through the pair of his mind against the garage, he, at that point, should have probably just gone... Ah, oh, now we're going to go back inside now. Yeah. Uh, tell your mum I said hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it would have all been fine. I mean, I think it'd have still been a bit murdery. It would not to the uncle. No. This is what I said to you while we were watching it. That is the moment you befriend him. <laughs> yeah. And everything oh, would have been I, I mean, you raise a good point there, but it's just like that whole sequence in the car, and it's like the the, the death is, you know, it's not exactly like the the whole car like going down, like falling to the ground thing. It's not that spectacular. But what is spectacular is the fucking image of the uncle kind of like breathing, 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 and then his fucking jaw just falling off. <laughs> like that's, I wasn't expecting that. That was fucking something else. Uh. Yeah, it's a gnarly old film, is Brightburn. Um, just it, for this day and age, impressively so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it, it, it's uh, personally. I do think it's it, it's slightly undercooked. Mm. Um, yeah. A little there, um, in the sense that, like you were saying there, as a an exploration into the the Superman thing, I think they have to be very careful. I, I would think for rights issues there, mm. so I can see that. Um, they in fucking Kansas. They weren't that careful. But I, I, I think they went as far as they probably could. Mm. But it's just like, I mean, it is, it's 90 minutes. Um, an extra five minutes of them finding him. Yeah. Or something like that. Because it literally goes from, oh, you're going to put a baby in me? You're going to put a baby in me? Look what was that noise? <laughs> Ten years later. Yeah. It, it was literally that. Yeah. And then you get a dream sequence flashback later on. But not a proper flashback. But not a flashback. Not a proper flashback. And it's like, right, so you've got to already have a lot of connective tissue there. It is fairly easy to work mm. out what's going on. But you still do have to have that that semblance of connective tissue there to work out what's going on. But he doesn't do enough with them at the start then, for, like, why that, you know, you don't, you don't get, apart from the fucking fertility books on the shelf, you don't get the feeling that they're really, like, desperate for a baby. You don't have that kind of... But the feeling towards them. I think also as well, there's the 
everything that happens in it, mm. you have these big moments that happen that you get no real idea about. It's confusing. Like mm. the fact that um, the uncle buys him a gun. Now, in kind of, that's not an irregularity in terms of to buy a child a, a, their first gun at a young age. And it's like, all right, so the dad clearly doesn't agree with gun ownership or anything like that. Oh, no, wait, sorry, sorry, no, they've gone hunting now. They've gone hunting now. Fair enough. It, it, there was just bits of it that didn't make sense. That dad seemed to not like that kid from the fucking get-go. Mm. We had this big bonding moment one time, son. You were crying loud, so I gave you some candy. Yeah. Oh, cool. Literally, it, it, he seems like he's like, do you know what? He's falling that's, that shit in. You know, we're, we're having kids. We want to have kids. That's not my fucking kid. I don't even know what it is. Weird. Have you, have you noticed? You've never seen it bleed. Or have a bruise, or be ill. What the fuck? I don't like that kid. No, he he just seemed uneasy with the child. Yeah, from the and start. then literally, it's like, but then it's like you're watching going, going. I mean, you can try shooting the back of the head, but clearly it's not going to work. You not see what happened to your lawnmower? Um, yeah, he, he walks in on him chewing the fucking fork, doesn't he? You yeah. Must, he must have had an inkling that that wouldn't work. Unless he thought, shit, we've got weak-ass forks. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Fucking Ikea. <laughs> um, had but, a gold one in the other film we watched. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. The cut the thief wife is loving, yeah. Um, yeah, but it is gnarly. It works as like a... A gnarly genre pick. Yeah, grim. Um, it works as that. The kid, like you say, is really creepy. Does well with what he's got there. Um, I like the fact that he, he, he's straight away. Like you said, there's no real build up to him learning the what is it. He's like, fucking, I just threw that a long fucking way. My hand feels really fucking solid. I'm gonna stick it in this lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it going. I mean, try with something smaller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fucking lawnmower. What if it goes wrong? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, I, I don't know into it as much as you guys were, but it, it certainly, I, I was okay with my time with it. I'll go as far as that. And I think the fact that I, that I will watch anything with Elizabeth Banks in it helps. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Because she's a, a, she's a delight, isn't she? That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah. I, but I'm, oh, I'm definitely not shit. Mm. I, I was close to touching cloth, but I'm, but I'm definitely not shit just because it, it, I, I, I don't think it's shit, to be honest. So. Fair enough. Yeah, definitely not shit for me. I, I thought it was quite yeah. good one. Yeah, definitely not shit. I was uh, pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, our audience poll on that one uh, was ooh, definitely not shit, 33%. Touching cloth, 44%. And shit, 22%. Okay. So... I think if I've gone into it really excited about watching, like, a a What If Superman mm. movie, I'd have been disappointed. Are you a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's on Tap podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind the scenes, access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's on Tap podcast is something for you. 
Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstro Crumpunter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep, keep a secret. Do ghosts have feelings? Ghosts like us can be lonely. Stuck between worlds, they spend what little energy they have trying to get people's attention. Ugh, leave me alone. But try as they might, it's hard for them to make any real impact in our world. Stop waving at me, Branch. Generally, most people tend to think ghosts are something to be afraid of. Really, they're all just people. Maybe we can help them to move on. These are stuck people. Lonely people. Ordinary people. So, extraordinary. Back and let you. What is it? Because this was your, this was your baby. Uh, yeah. Well, extraordinary is a. Um, it's about a, a driving instructor, um, who. Oh no! I don't do that bit. You can do that after. Um, who is um, was previously a psychic who used to team up with her dad to do essentially like exorcisms. Um, Something's gone wrong and the father is dead and she decided she doesn't want to be a psych anymore. She just wants to run her driving school and then she gets kind of tricked into getting involved with this guy who's been um, haunted by his bullying, abusive, dead wife. Um, and then the daughter gets possessed. Um, she becomes a floating ghost. Yeah. Ready for a sacrifice. Yeah. But if you wake up a floating ghost, they explode. Um, anyway, so she tries to save the man's daughter from being sacrificed to a demon. And, yeah. Yep. Um, directed by uh, Mike Ahern and Ender uh, Lohman. Uh, stars uh, Meve Higgins, Barry Ward, Will Fort, uh, and Claudio Dohody. Um, yeah. uh, Ian, what did you think to Extraordinary? I just don't don't question him on fucking pronunciation, Bex. You you know not to. You know better than that. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, really charming. Uh, never heard of it. I'd, I'd seen it on Netflix a little bit, like kind of like in my kind of algorithm stuff. And then Bex talked about it last week, and it was like, 
uh, fine, okay, I, that has piqued my interest more than enough to give it a go. And I thought it was really charming. It, it's it's really weird that, you know, people haven't really talked about it. You know, um, I was, what the fuck are they doing in there, in here when Will Forte and Claudio Doherty point, uh, like, turned up? Um, you know, like, literally, it was like, it's... Is that Will Forte? What's what is he doing it? And I really like Claudia Doherty as well. She's in uh, the Netflix series Love, and I really like her in that. Um, I've not watched that. I've been tempted to watch it, but the last thing I think I saw her in was she's the friend in the festival. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's good in the festival as well, mind. The festival um, film that is it is way funnier than it has any right to be. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. You are correct, sir. Um. My birthday movie for my thirty fourth birthday, I believe that was. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I thought it was really charming. Genuinely laugh out loud, funny in spots. Um, the cast all seemed to be having a really good time. Um, I like, you know, I, you know the the visual effects wh- when they are there are decent enough. I thought the uh, the kind of the apparition of the demon at the end was really well done. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I really had a good time with it. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Um, yeah, well, I think I, I originally I wasn't going to watch this just because I'd know really because you hate your wife's choice in films. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it looks like the type of kooky quirk that that yeah. that, that grates on me. Mm. Um, there, it's it's why I don't watch British comedy anymore because it's literally on its fucking ass. Um, and so this looked like a little bit too much of that. Uh, and then you showed me a trailer for it, didn't you? Um, and I just went, "Hang on a minute, Bex, is that wheelie bin haunted?" wheelie bin's great. But that's fine. I can I I can watch a movie about a haunted wheelie bin. Not, not, and it wasn't that just about so, that yeah. included a haunted wheelie bin. I thought I'm, I'm all right with that. I can, I can, I can about kind of get on on board with that. The fact that he's haunting his wife's wheelie bin because she keeps not doing the recycling is hilarious. Yeah, so I was all right with that. Um, on a whole, I enjoyed it. It, it. It's it's funny and charming at points. And it has a very baggy middle, I think. Um. It, it ramps up when it gets towards the end. Like you say, that demon thing at the end was really good visually. Going going with essentially a floating sheet but then, looked good. Yeah, but then but it, it up a little yeah, bit as well. But it meant they didn't have to do any kind of like demon demon stuff. Yeah, so, but it, it, that was really cool. But it looked yeah. quite, it looked cool. And it looked, yeah, it, it looked scary. I like the fact that it had expressions as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it at points seemed to look a little bit confused as to what was going on or angry at what was going on. So it seemed to react to things, which was quite cool. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit too much quirk in it for me at points. Bits didn't quite add up. But overall, I, I enjoyed my time enough with it. For sure. What are, you, what, what, what are your thoughts, Bex? You watched it twice in a week. I did. Uh, well, I mean, the reason the reason that I brought it up last week, it, it, it just it feels it feels like a really sweet, really funny ghost movie like they those things don't ordinarily go together very well um yeah yeah yeah, it's just got it's got some really kind of like nice sweet bits like when he goes for the driving lesson and he's bringing out all the stuff like his toasted sandwiches and then his juice boxes and stuff like that and it's just 
he's he's obviously like a really lovely guy and he's getting bullied by fucking Bonnie. Um the bit where she writes the message on the mirror made me laugh as well about the road tax. Oh yeah. Um the way that the dad died being possessed by both a sinkhole and a dog was quite funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I just I just it, it I it feels quite understated to me for that kind of that 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 quirky comedy styling is like its own little genre really isn't it and it's quite understated as an example of that yeah it's not like fucking Taika Waititi kind of level stuff is it it's it's in the same vein but it's not to the same kind yeah, it's, of... it's in the same vein where it, 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 it it's quirkiness as a grounding in reality but is slightly out of reality yeah I quite like the fact that it's it, obviously it's, it's based in Ireland and it's it's got all that like kind of you have no idea when it's set. No, no, it feels like a film out of time kind of thing. But like when she's when she's happier and she's like waving to the plug on the toaster that's haunted and the tree, and then she says hi to the ghost lady, and she's not a ghost, she's not dead. Oh, uh, that's why I thought you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the uh, dog has worms on the, yeah, the piece of toast that. as well. Yeah. <laughs> But even yeah, like, I, like the daughter not being like knowing knowing that the the, the mother the ghost is there and is abusing him. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's quite amusing because you're thinking, it, or, or she claimed as well, she's like, did mum do that? Oh wait, no, she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the, the, the penis yeah. and him dropping it. It's like, why don't you wait until you get further into town? Yeah, <laughs> that uh, on the, the dick sticks blurred out, isn't it? Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I like the. Uh... Sorry, Beth. Sorry. No, go on. I was just gonna say I like the way that when um, Martin's turning into Bonnie at the end, just every single time he turns back into Bonnie, he's just got a fag in his mouth, and it's like, where the fuck <laughs> did that fag come from? It's amazing. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I mean that that guy. To be fair, like. You know, he's he's a bit of a sad sack through the film, and then you get that that stuff at the end. It's like shit. That that guy's a pretty fucking good comic performer. Fair play. He wouldn't have thought that. With uh, you know, he's a nice character, but you know, he's not particularly. It doesn't seem like he's got a like comedy bone in him. And then and then with the Bonnie, he 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 does. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a film for the surprises. It's just like the. Like, well, how do you stop a virgin being sacrificed at an altar? Fuck the virgin before they get a chance to sacrifice her. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, that's, yeah. you know, yeah, all right, fair enough. That's a good idea. I like the fact as well that it kept cutting away to the dad's old videos. Yeah. That was quite a yeah. nice They were good. A little bit with the goat. <laughs> with the goat explodes. Yeah. yeah. That came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I like the uh, when it's like the montage of them getting the ectoplasm and it's that one guy it was just like it was big and it was ginger and it was it was it had four legs was it just a fox oh yeah I think it probably was yeah uh, just, his, just his immediate acceptance of I reckon it was <laughs> and then he turns around and says, you noticed didn't you that he goes oh my keys <laughs> yeah he turned on and <laughs> himself out <laughs> Oh. You enjoyed the little exorcism nod as well, didn't you? 
Oh, they, uh, there was a few little nods to, to, to horror films. Yeah. But yeah, the exorcism nod was very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot if you can spot them as you go along. If you twink them, they're, they're nice little Easter eggs that are in there. Yeah. And then they, because they, there's a, who are you going to call <laughs> moment? <laughs> and then she seems to have watched no movies that are about ghosts at all. Yeah. Oh, I haven't read it. Yeah, oh, like the exorcist, I don't know him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know him, that was it. <laughs> yeah, bits like that were great. Yeah. Um, and the, there's a great bit where he, he gives a, a copy of a tape of the of his next single. Um and then basically says in lieu of payment of cards. <laughs> yeah. Oh that whole driving lesson sequence with him is funny. No, he can't work out which foot to put where. Yeah. The extended bit where he's changing his gloves. The bit where he changed his gloves was magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think that she wasn't aware of that. You reckon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was really good in it. I don't yeah. know if oh, Ma- 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 Maeve. Uh, Maeve Higgins. Yeah. To be fair, what else have I seen? I've seen her other stuff. Must be on like TV stuff and stuff like that. Anything I've ever seen, and she's always been pretty good in. To be fair, um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a definite shit. It's a recommend, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, it, it's a good weeknight watch. Yeah. I watched it on a Sunday daytime and had a perfectly good time. Thank you very yeah, much, Mark. That, that, that could be a good Saturday watch. Yeah. I just think it's weird that it's gone so far under the radar because it does seem like the kind of thing that would be picked up on by a certain audience i filmy people yes yeah 100 percent does it's re- it feels like the kind of thing that would play like fright fest or lff or something like yeah. that and get a bit of attention behind it so the yeah. fact that it's just popped up on netflix uh really surprising it's, it feels like it feels like one of those that is um that is going to at some point find a find a spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At some point, and I think that you know that's it, it's it, it'll gather a little bit of momentum or something like that, mm. uh, and it'll go maybe when it's I don't know when it premieres on BBC Films or something like that. <laughs> you know when people when it's brought to people's attention. Mm. Uh, sometimes that needs to happen with things, or she'll be in something else or they'll make something else that is great. Yeah. And then people go, oh, did you see Extraordinary, though? Uh, so, yeah, so definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely not shit. Oh, I'm really glad you both liked it. Right, I need to go to the bathroom. So, yeah, Ian, do you want to do some... What are we watching? Actually, I need to go for a pee as well, so uh, just take a couple of break, is it? I'm not going to sit here and talk to nobody about what I've been watching. Ian, what have you been watching? Uh, okay, so yeah, um, I'll talk about Coffee and Kareem. Um, like I say, I, I'm not entirely sure we'd get a full review out of it, to be honest, but that's not to say that I didn't like it. It's um, it, It's been getting some really, really bad word. I haven't seen one positive review of it, so <laughs> hi, I'm the person who liked Coffee and Kareem. Um, though I feel it may be more a Ian liking a haunted house situation more than anything else. Um, so it's directed by Michael Dowse, who directed Goon and uh, stars uh, Ed Helms and uh, Taraji P. Henson and Betty, uh, Betty Gilpin. 
Um, and basically, um, Coffee, played by Ed Helms, is a police officer who's on a bit of a bad run of luck. A prisoner uh, escaped his custody recently, and he's been busted down to traffic cop. Uh, he's dating Taraji P. Henson, and uh, Kareem is her son. Uh, Kareem does not like Coffee getting it on with his mum, and so tries to have him killed by a drug dealer. Um, and then shit goes south, and Coffee has to try to pre- protect Kareem while Kareem is being foul-mouthed. Um, it is a film that consistently relies upon kid swearing, uh, which doesn't work for me a lot of the time, but it kind of did here. So, like, some of the shit that comes out of that kid's mouth is uh, is it, it's quite something, and uh, I, 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 it made me laugh. Um, I think Ed Helms is good as a straight man. Taraji P. Henson has her moments. Um, it's very, very, very insignificant. Um, I mean, the title is probably the smartest thing about the entire film. Um, but I, it, it passed the time perfectly well enough for me. You know, it, it's the quintessential 7 out of 10 for me. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's more than a mild recommend. Um, if you know, if the trailer made you laugh like it did me, I think you'll get enough out of it to sustain 85 minutes or so. But I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say it's the film of the year. And if someone said to me, Ian, you're a fucking idiot for liking it, then um, <laughs> I'd go, yeah, all right, fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, Mark, if you do watch it, I'd be intrigued to see what, what you think, but... I, I, I yeah. will watch it, because I, I, I watched the trailer and, and went, I said to myself, do you know what? If that is between 85 and 92 minutes long, I can see myself getting enough out of that easily. And I've just had a look, and it's 88 minutes long. <laughs> so that means it's probably about 84 minutes in, before trailers. Yeah. yeah, actually, to be honest, I think it's more like 80, 81. Uh, in my mind's eye, the, tra- uh, the credits are quite long at the end. Um, yeah, so that's Coffee and Cream. And the only other one for me is... Geostorm! What's Geostorm? Uh, yeah, I, I rewatched Geostorm and I made Donna watch it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Please tell me you pitched it to him. I say it's called Geostorm, right? It's got Gerard Butler in it, and there's no Geostorm. <laughs> right, you know what? You'd be so proud of her. About halfway through, she just said, "Is there actually a Geostorm in this?" And I just went, "No." <laughs> Um, I mean, it's Geostorm. Like, the the thing is, I kind of think I figured out the how did you do that because I'm the president of the United States in so much that I think I worked out how they did it. 
but it's not because he's the president of the United <laughs> States. Um, I mean, that line loses none of the sheer insane hilarity. Because uh, I said to Don, like I said to Don, my favourite bit's coming up. And she was like, what? I was like, just keep on watching. Just keep on watching. And then as soon as it came up, she was like, what, that? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, that was pretty good. You know, like, she got it. You know, it was, like, we, in, in kind of like the early years in our relationship, we used to get drunk and, lo- and watch shit disaster films quite a lot. Um, so this was almost like a throwback to 10 years ago uh, uh, in, in a funny way. Um uh, yeah, I think Geo Storm's really entertaining. I'm not in. I'm not entirely sure if it's in any way what anyone intended it to be in terms of the entertainment value. But I just there's got to be some sort of knowing to the how did you do that? Do that because I'm the president of the United States. There's got to be. There's got to be. And I will say, I think the. I think the way I figured it out, it's a self-driving car. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I, like that's literally it. But the fact that he's the president of the United States does not meet, make that car self-drive. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, I think we have to rewatch this this week because it's love just that. great. Yeah, it's fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I mean, like Jerry Butler's like fucking mission in space. Like it, it just. Like Donna said early on, like they, they say, like, oh, we need a team up there. And then I think it's Ed Harris. No, it's not Ed Harris. It's uh, like a committee member. No, the president. I'll let you send one man. And it's just like, why not send a team? Why? <laughs> why? There's no overseas in that. What is it? It just seems like it would be more cost effective to send up a few people. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Also, just like, is there no one on the space station who can figure out what the problem is? How is the only man Jerry Butler? Yeah, like, he literally walks on and straight away goes, hmm, there's all this wrong. It's like, fucking hell, you prick. <laughs> uh, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that yeah, I, just to chew it out. Even though I will say as well, Eugenio Debris, um, who starred opposite Anna Faris in the Overboard remake? He's, um, I, I think he's quite a big deal in Latin, Latin America. He's got the um, fantastic bit where it's like Jerry Butler's introducing himself. It's like you're Jake, uh, Jake Lawson, and it's like yeah, yeah. It's like your age does not befit <laughs> like how you how, how no. It was like. Your stature, it does not seem how you aged or something like that. I, I'm, I'm murdering the line, but it's, there's that, there's that just kind of like, we are having a laugh stuff, but along with the fucking, the incredible, incredible scene where Butler is speaking to Jim Sturgis in some sort of code. And then when Jim Sturgis reveals what the code is, it's just like, how long did Butler take to make that speech where it's like every ninth word is the actual what he's trying to say? 
or, yeah. or you know, and and then they like decode it, and then Z- Zazie Beats has got that mad bit of software that's able to just automatically play every ninth word that Jerry Butler says. Um, it uh, it's the film that keeps on giving is Geostorm. Um, but at the same time, for all the all the all the piss taking, I I give it. The the scenes of the like the, the the mad weather events, you know, they're pretty interesting. The um the kind of the, the um frozen field coming towards Rio de Janeiro. I mean, you've got people trying to outrun weather, and the one bikini woman who seems to be able to outrun weather, fair play, well done her. <laughs> um but you know, the idea of like just ice just overwhelming someone and freezing them instantly on on the beach in rio that's a cool idea uh, no pun intended um you know the um uh the, the the kind of like the uh raising the temperature in specific bits of an area to try and like kill this guy that's that's great even though i do love how elaborate that guy, they try to kill that guy. That whole sequence where he's in the ele- uh, in the electric car, like um, speeding away from the um, the gas explosions. Yes. And then how does he get killed? Someone just pushes him in front of an oncoming car. <laughs> you know, like it, it's. Yeah, I mean, Dean Devlin came out and said that, like, the way he came up with the story was like his six-year-old daughter said. Why don't they combat climate change by just having a load of like things in the air that that stop the climate change happening? And it's kind of that level of intelligence that actually created this story. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I sincerely enjoy Geostorm and fully, fully endorse the geostorm rating continuing i think maybe we should we should all re-watch geostorm every 18 months two years to just validate the continue license of the geostorm rating yeah i i, I would i would agree with that i mean i i i probably watch it every 18 months anywhere mm-hmm. just because it, it's, a, it's a fun movie um it's on amazon of- prime and yeah. Yeah, like oh, if you've not seen, if if anyone listening to the show has not G- seen Geostorm yet, you need to get on it. Yeah, it, it, it's a good time. Um, Just purely to watch. So that, that, that that's all you're, what you've been watching, Ian. Then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Bex, what have you been watching? Uh, so on my own, I watched um, I watched a couple more Ghibli movies. Um, I watched Whisper of the Heart because. I love the Baron in The Cat Returns and it's kind of an expansion of his little story and it's it's just lovely. And I watched Howl's Moving Castle partly to see if it still remains my favourite and it does. Um, Howl's Moving Castle is fucking magnificent and it's beautiful. Um, I watched Sympathy for Mr Vengeance. Um, Did you? You know, it was going off movie and you wouldn't watch it. I kept suggesting it and you were like, oh, another day. Fair enough. Probably have to do the same with Buddy. The next one is it Old Boy that goes off next? Yes. Um, so that's two ninety nine on iTunes at the moment. Old oh Boy, yeah. Yeah. Yes, and then it's Lady Vengeance after All Boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is obviously 
it was the first of the three, wasn't it? Yes. Um, it's, I think it's weird that it doesn't get, I think it doesn't get as much kind of, it doesn't get talked about as much because it's not, it's not anywhere near as flashy. Flashy, yeah, as old boy. Um, but as a kind of contemplative sort of movie about the futility of a vengeance and be life in general. I think it, it, it's more of a from what remember it's it's more of a drama that whereas all boy more of a thriller. Yeah, I'd say so. This it's it's just it's so fucking bleak though. Like bleak. everything just goes wrong for everyone involved. But it's it, it's a, I mean it's a great movie. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, it's uh, and it it looks stunning. It looked fantastic. Um, so yes, yeah, Mr. Vengeance, and then the other one that I watched, me and Isabel watched Triangle. Nice. No, I like Triangle. I don't think anybody. I think you might hold the record for watching Triangle the most. I think I may well do. Yeah. I'm. I'm alright with that. I do prefer Christmas first filmer, Creep. Creep is very good. Yeah. I, I, I do actually miss Christmas Smith as a as a director. He, he had some. Where's he gone? He just has a lot of done out, really. He did something a few years ago. I can't remember this. Um, uh, try to find while you continue talking about Triangle. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched it a few times. And I think I think it's one of those that stands up to being rewatched as well because it is a bit of a. It does kind of put your brain in a bit of a blender. Um, Isabel being obviously 15 years old. If you're watching a film with her, you have to constantly remind her that she's watching a film and that it's probably a good idea to pay attention. And I banned her from looking at her phone throughout this because if you don't pay attention, you won't get out of it what is there. Um, you won't notice the little bits. Obviously, you'll get confused by the bigger plot, plot time loopy twist kind of stuff, but you won't pick up on the little bits. Um, but she, she, she was good actually. She paid attention and um, really, really liked it. So. I was quite proud of her, really. And she seemed to understand it. The bit at the end where she goes back to her house and, like, sees herself abusing her son and then knocks on the door, she was like, oh, my God, so it was her that knocked on her own door. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it, it, it was it was made in that time that Melissa George was having a, a hot moment, wasn't it? Yeah. What's she doing there? Uh, she was in some TV thing. I think I checked the other day. But yeah, she had, she had like a little bit of a thing in where she had um, thirty days a night, uh, W Delta Z, um, wow, triangle and a lonely place to die, uh, all within like a certain like a short period of time, mm. uh, off the back of uh, Amityville doing quite well. Yeah, that she was in quite a lot, and then all of a sudden just hasn't really been in that much since, really. Yeah, um, it's a shame. I do quite like her in the yeah, it was like, do you remember that year where um, Freddie Rodriguez was in everything? Yeah. <laughs> and like nothing since. Yeah. That guy like a strong 2007. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the ones I've watched on my own. Cool. Uh, well, so only got a few that we've watched together. Um, we watched the National Treasure movies, didn't we, Bex? Yeah, we did. Nice. Bye-bye. For using that, what is it? Uh, that Disney Plus to our advantage. Um, <laughs> the National Treasure movies are fucking great. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to the third that is supposedly um, 
getting filmed later on this year, obviously when people are allowed back out. Yeah, they're making a third. Fucking hell. Um, possibly it might be just for Disney Plus, but they're they're saying they're making a third, and it's all original cast are back. Well, um, Nick Cage and what's his name uh, are back on board. Um, what's his name? Riley. Yeah, Justin uh, Bartha uh, and um, Diane Kruger. Yeah, I think basically they've gone. Everybody's on board. Oh, but John Vaught. Everyone we want on board is on board. Helen Mirren got to be in it. Possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're really, they're, they're good fun. The thing is, you've had a lot of time where people have been going, oh, an Uncharted movie, an Uncharted movie, an Uncharted movie. And it's a bit like, I mean, the National Treasure movies are kind of that. Maybe not quite as actiony as the Uncharted movie might be. Mm. But they're good, fun action movies. They're following in that vein of, you know, the Indiana Jones stuff and bits like that. But they are, they're interesting, they're fun, they're entertaining. Um, they still hold up, you know, 15 years later. Yeah. Um, and you get enough kind of crazy cage in there. It's quite restrained, though, isn't it? For the most part. For the most part, but... The bit where he's having the argument with her on the stairs, he goes a bit cagey. Yeah. There's a few bits where he goes a bit cagey. Yeah. There's some great. What is it with the where he says I'm going to steal the? And we're doing this as we're shop as, as, as two as two movies rather than individually. But the bit where he decides they're going to steal the Declaration of Independence, he kind of makes a few little fucking cagey eye things. You get a bit of vampires kissing there, <laughs> um, which is great. Um, we also this week watched. We watched something else. We watched something else with Sean Bean there. Yeah, we did watch something else with Sean Bean, and we're like, oh, well, we watched two movies with Sean Bean, and he yeah. didn't die in either of them. Oh, uh, Troy. Oh, yeah. That was it. We watched Troy and this within the space of, like, a week, uh, which are the two movies that Sean Bean doesn't die in. Disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're both really entertaining. They're on Disney+. Plus. Um, so, in this lockdown time, if you're looking for a good, solid afternoon watch, or you're looking to entertain your kids with a good, solid afternoon watch, the National Treasure movies are solid. Um, yeah, and then also to pile that off, Becky, you look to do this one because you were the one who really, really wanted to watch it. It's one of your favourite movies. Uh, yeah, we watched uh, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife and Her Lover. Oh, nice. Oh, um, it's a film I've, I've, I've only seen a couple of times and only watched for the first time relatively recently. When we, I think, covered it on the podcast. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm stunned that I've not seen it before, really. It's it's very much a, kind of, a me kind of film, isn't it? It yeah. feels, for want of a better word, it feels Gilliam-y. Stylistically, it does. I think it's because it's very it, it, it's very stagey. Yeah. It's very yeah. stage managed. But that's that's what I mean. I like that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm surprised I've not seen it before. It's I had I don't think I'd noticed, or I maybe had when I had forgotten. But the the outfit color changes whenever yeah. they change room. That's that's a fantastic little touch. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's such a wanker. Yeah, it is. It, it's really interesting the fact that Michael Gambon was originally supposed to play Michael in it, her lover. Yeah. Um. And then they they, they couldn't find they couldn't get the actor that they wanted to play Albert. It was Albert Finney. Mm. Um. But they had a substitute Michael. Yeah. But they didn't have a substitute Albert. And in the end, Peter Greenwood went and said, look, the only subject I can think to have for Albert is you. 
and so he ends up playing the opposite character to what he was. But all he said to him was, at any point when you're on screen <laughs> or when a camera is facing you, you need to be talking and you need to be talking louder than you ever should talk. <laughs> and so that was it. And they just said, just be unpleasant. That's why whenever he walks by anything, he just knocks shit off or pushes people over. That's not like it probably wasn't in the script. It was just that was just Michael Gambon. Yeah. Just essentially just being a prick. And apparently Michael Gambon apparently is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Oh really? Yeah. So it was odd for him to be like yeah. that. No, I, I, I love it. And I've, I've been badgering you to rewatch it, haven't I? So. Yeah. It's a thoroughly nasty, nasty movie. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit... It's bleak, it's horrible, it's nasty, it's... Even down to those two fucking lorries of rotting food that are just outside the restaurant. The fact that it starts with them making a guy eat dog shit mm. and then smearing dog shit all over him and then yeah. him taking a piss on him. It's <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't get any more pleasant the more it goes along. Mm. It, it's a hell of a piece of work. Oh my poor little boy. I mean, he had that coming. Because of the singing. Yeah. They had to cut his belly button out though, did they? He had that coming. Um. But yeah, it's a really nasty piece of work. Is that moving? It is, but it's. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah. It's magnificent. But yeah, it's. It's not something I think we're gonna watch every year. No. no. <laughs> it's one you can watch every few years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a film that I kind of wanted you to think of getting for me. Cool. Uh, right. So I think we're ready to go on to um, our iTunes rental of the week. for the convention. I wish we had known you guys back in our day. Well, I'd say it's still your day, man. Uh. I mean, if this really is our last ride, what if we make up some new routine? This game is evolve or die. Uh-huh. Are you ready to be worshipped? What are we? We're like healers or something. Yes, man. Oh, yeah. It's not bro time, it's show time. Are you guys ready? (laughs) 
Um, so basically, guys, yeah, um, we're going to, for anyone who maybe hasn't caught up on last week's show or missed it for any reason or anything like that, while lockdown is on, no matter what the film is, the iTunes 99p rental of the week, we are going to watch. So last week we did Troy, and this week we're doing Magic Mike XXL. It's so far been pretty good to us, is what I'll say. Um, so Magic Mike XXL is the sequel to Magic Mike. It is set three years after the events of Magic Mike. Um, and uh, Dallas and the kid have pissed off to a different country to run a show there. Leading uh, the, uh, I can't remember what they're called, the Tam- Kings of Tampa, that's it. Uh, without an MC and without a leader, um, they've now not got the kid and they've not got uh, Mike because he hasn't been working for three years. But they want to have one last hurrah. Uh, they want to go to Myrtle Beach and have a big blowout. Um, Chen Tate and Mike Lane's furniture making business has not quite gone where he thought it was. His life isn't quite where he expected it to be. So he decides, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Because why the fuck not? It's because his song comes on. It's because his song comes on. And then he starts gyrating again. Yeah, I realise he's, nah, I need to shake this fan. Basically, I think about, at one point in it, I described it to you, Vex, as being, it's like the Wild Bunch, but for strippers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ian, we quite liked Magic Mike XXL when it first came out, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, it's hard not to like a film where jerking and off is pretty much mandatory, regardless of gender or sexual preference. Yeah, um, it is. Um, so what were your thoughts again going into to Magic Mike XXL? That I'm incredibly looking forward to Joe Maggianalo saying how much were the Cheetos and water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, um, uh, the fuck, honestly, I... To the point where I actually text Ian the minute this line came up, which is yeah, yeah. the Dallas, don't mention his name. I can mention his name. He's not fucking Voldemort. <laughs> Kills me. It's, um, I don't know, it's, it, it, it's interesting because obviously it was like a sequel to a, like a really surprisingly successful film. It did like $160 million worldwide off of a $7 million budget. So, you know, Magic Mike made bank. And I remember Magic Mike XXL being quite a disappointment, um, like, theatrically. And, I I mean, it's interesting because it's not as interesting a film as the original Magic Mike. Um, There's not nearly as much, like, character drama. Um, It's a film more of, like, kind of mood than it is of narrative um i don't i don't think it's entirely successful i think the the sequence we're in like jada pinkett smith's place that there, there's an argument that that is literally just an excuse to like have 20 minutes of hot dudes dancing with absolutely nothing else to it um but then you know that's a lot of what this audience wants um and i you know i'm 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 pretty much here for it throughout uh frankly but you look at the joe maggianello sequence where he's doubting his abilities you know he's doubting his creative juices and mike is like no yeah i mean yeah all right they're all fucking hopped up on drugs but it's like no get in there 
and make that girl smile. You know, and and he does it, and you know, you would. I it just like the way that he finishes off with how much with the Cheetos and water, it's perfection. Um, it's it. I mean, it's a film of very base like pleasures, but it's a road movie. It's a hangout movie, which I like anyway. Um, I like the way that. It subverts the lessons of, of Magic Mike, where you know it's in Magic Mike. It's I, you know, I want to do something else. I want to be my own boss. Blah blah blah. And on in this one, it's but you shouldn't forget. You should shouldn't forget the friends you made along the way. You know, and uh, why you were doing this stuff in the first place. The fact that this stuff obviously did give him joy. And it's learning to accept that that's okay. It's not necessarily something he's going to do for the rest of his life. They all keep on talking about how it's one big blowout, but that you don't need to be embarrassed about what you did on like on on the way up, um, which, uh, which I think is a really lovely sentiment. Uh, yeah, it's I I I, I think it's a, it, like I say, it's an interesting film. I think it's a less interesting film than the first one. Um, and I would maybe say as well, like the time the time it takes with Amber Heard and the resolution is basically making her enjoy a strip tease is <laughs> that, that's an interesting arc. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I still really enjoy Magic Mike XXL and like I can't say it enough. How much for the Cheetos and water? That's one of the sequences of the last fucking decade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bex, uh, your first watch of this, apparently. Um, what do you think of Magic Mike takes out? Well, I feel like because you were as big a fan of Magic Mike as as, as myself, were No, no. I find the whole male stripper thing awfully cringy. Anyway, it. But the, I find the whole stripper thing a bit cringy. Like I don't, I don't get how yeah. people yeah. watch that and go, "Oh, yeah." But anyway, um, I, I I feel like they've pulled a little bit of a switcheroo. I've seen Showgirls, right? Showgirls is horrific. Like they've, they've pulled a bit of a switcheroo oh, with the films in that Magic Mike. I th- I feel like this is more the film that initially everyone expected Magic Mike to be in that it's it's not got an awful lot of it's I, I mean it has it's got depth in the moments between them and like the bro moments but it's not got an awful lot of depth to it beyond that um and i think that's what people expected from from magic mike just a film about male strippers and hot guys not wearing many clothes and a fun story and then that kind of surprised everyone by being quite quite a bit deeper than that and having a lot more to it but being a bit darker than people expected it to be and then i think potentially this one people have gone all right so it's a sequel to that and then it's a lot more fun and Lighter yeah. than yeah, people expected. I think there's another element of Magic Mike was about the about the the, the darker side of of these mm. things um, and the negative side of it. And then this is kind of like a but look look at how much fun these guys can have. Yeah, and it's and it's really fucking funny. There's some really really funny moments in it. The the bit where they're on drugs and the bit where he does the dance for the the girl in the in the store is, is fucking hilarious. But there's some awfully awfully cringy moments as well most of the dancing is horrifically cringy but is that because you're 
you, you find it cringy anywhere. I just, I look at it and think, right, okay, so you're doing, you're doing a dance for this girl. In what world do you think, like, smacking her in the face with your denim-clad crotch is sexy? That's not sexy. I mean, there seem to be a lot of women there who disagree with you. But I think, uh, yeah, like, it, they're actresses, aren't they, on the film? But, but it, it does there's, have... there's a lot of uh, 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 there's a lot of women who disagree, Bex. Like that 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 I I I get it, I get it. Fun at all being danced at. I mean, we've got to try it, don't we? I'll have to just break out the <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you'd be doing the spinning around on your fucking arms and all wow. the seat thing, would you? Wow. I have dance qualifications, Rebecca. <laughs> always weirds me out that. Um, but yeah, and the bits, like the singing bits, like in the main show when he sings, that's fine. But when he's when he's singing to that woman in in Andy McDowell's living room, that's just awful. It's just awful. Like, can you imagine being in that room? And I'll I'll, I'll get to what is that? What I think that is. I I, I I think that it's it's intentionally like that because yeah. it's intentionally saying these these people people don't see it yeah they 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 genuinely they they for them it's not for them it's it, it, it's it's not it it straddles the line between um almost poking fun at them but never actually does no and looks at them and says do you know what you might not get it, people who watch the Steven Soderbergh film to start off with, right? But you weren't the people that got Magic Mike to make $140 million. Mm. The people that got Magic Mike to make $140 million are the people who went to see these guys dancing. Yeah. So we're going to make a movie for them. You've got your Think Piece movie in Magic Mike. The sequels for these people, do you know what? They think it would be great to be sat in that fucking room with them dancing and what is it and having a night just being able to chat with some fucking strippers about the things they might have seen and bits like that. Well, yeah, it, that bit's fine. That bit's fine, but they would enjoy that. It, it, it's part of the fucking show and that's what I like about this is that a film's made a success and they've made a sequel for the people who made it a success yeah. rather than trying to hoodwink them and getting them to go and see something else. If Magic that's a really Mike good way of putting it. 2 would have been would have gone in and it had been an even deeper think piece into why his business didn't succeed and yeah. the relationship and all that lot, people have been like, you know, I just want to fucking see him dance. <laughs> I wanted to see him fucking dance because the bit where he genuine fucking comes on and you get pony, I was like, brilliant. I was really disappointed he didn't do a full pony dance. Brilliant. It's fantastic. And the dancing's great. There's too much of it. This film's too long. Let's not get away from it. We don't need everybody's dance bit in the what is it. We don't need all of that. But do you know what? When I'm watching them, I'm enjoying them. And you do, you get the the bromancery of it, the, the camaraderie yeah. of, of it. Of the uh, there's a, one of the, my favourite moments in the entire movie is the um, him talking to Kevin Nash. Or basically, any interaction anyone Not has towards the end with Kevin Nash is brilliant. The bit where they can't work out what his name is because they just know him as Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then at the end, where he says, "You know, are you all right? Yeah. We're not at our moment yet." And he's like, "He's like, I've been. Mean, what is it? You know, since Dennis Storm." And he's like, "How do I not know you were Dennis Storm?" He's like, "Well, it never came up." And yeah. it's like that 
that there in that one fucking line gives you so much character development of that guy. Mm. It's like he's done this, but he doesn't. It's not that he doesn't want to talk about it. It's just that he doesn't feel the need to talk about it. It, it, It's not something that he doesn't need to brag about or he's not ashamed of. He doesn't need to talk about it. But then the, you know, I I didn't call you to play a prank or anything like that. I just called you because I missed you. Yeah. And it's like, fuck it. Do you know what? That is as much fucking depth, that one little bit (laughs) is as much depth at anything that you got in the first Magic Mike. And it's just in that one little bit. And I think it's... It, 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 there's a lot going on in this movie that is cringeworthy and anything like that. But I think it's kind of supposed to be. Oh, yeah, because no, it's cringeworthy. Yeah. These things are cringeworthy because they're out of the norm. Mm. They're weird. It's oddities. It, it, I don't even think it's supposed to be sexy as such. It's supposed to be ridiculous. It's supposed to be something that you... You don't want to hold. Nobody wants every sexual interaction that they have with their partner to have to be scored and to be this big dance. That is not foreplay. If it is, that's a fucking odd relationship, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but there's that there's that element to it. It's the ridiculousness of it all. Yeah. And it's the skill of it all. You know, the dance that he does in the fucking Jada Pinkett Weird Sex House is it, it, it's incredibly skillful. And you watch it going... That's it. This is mental mm. there. And it's that element of it. And the show, the big show at the end is is fucking great. It's a good payoff, isn't it, for the movie? It is, yeah. It's fantastic. And I I I really I, I really enjoy Magic Mike too. Do I enjoy it as much as Magic Mike? Do I think it's as good a film as Magic Mike? No, probably not. If you sat either of them in front of me right now and said, right, you have to watch one of these again, I'd probably still go Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> just because there's more levity in it. Yeah. And yeah. Alex Pfeffer is right. right. But there's that. But like you say, the them on fucking Molly going in and the fact that, because the thing is, all of them, um, Kevin Nash is doing it because it's something that he can do without having to do an awful lot. Um, Tito's got his Froger thing. Mike's got his furniture thing. Um, Ken... He's got his acting thing and his level three Reiki healer thing. Joe Maginello has nothing else. He is a male entertainer. <laughs> but, he, Which, but he's found he's found a woman who will take his big dick. Yeah. He has, yeah, he's found his last little, But again, that's a sweet moment within the film that they managed to make wonderful. But there's that. But the fact is, there's a moment where he, he's like, he's, he's lost his mojo. He doesn't know how to entertain people as a male entertainer anymore. And Becky's laughing at male entertainer. She cannot, she could not stop laughing every time Joe Maginello described himself as a male entertainer. I think it's but because I, it's I, the I, first I, time I, he said it. Like, not a fireman. I'm a male entertainer. <laughs> But then, like that, like just as they're going out, and it's like the one guy says to Donald Glover, "I'm a male stripper." Did you did you not notice that? No. Yeah. No, it's just like it's they're kind of like amping themselves up before they go out. Like literally, like Joe Maginalo is like, "I'm a male entertainer. I'm a male entertainer." And then like the the one guy, the the other guy who does the kind of the the duo thing with Mike at the end. Says Donald Glover. 
I'm a male stripper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like almost like confused about like what am I? Um, you know, it's but I mean like the Joe Maggiano thing, I love that his plot line is he's a sweet guy, this is all he's got, and he just needs to find a woman that will take his load. You know, that is his arc. And when he gets it, it's just a simple fist bump and a Yep, I found I found the glass slipper. Yeah, but you also know, and then, you get a feeling if there was a Magic Mike three, he would literally just be he'd literally just be a kept man. A kept man. There. And it'd be like I, I like this. And I, I you know, I I found happiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's worked he's, out all day and yeah. Sorry. He did the best story in it, in that yeah, he, he struggling he just wants to find love and have a family and then like he's clearly going back it's to Andy McDowell's house afterwards yeah I think you could also well you get the I think with this I think more in this than in Magic Mike you get a showing of of how good Channing Tatum is as an actor because his his pattern his responses to things for instance when he's um, talking to uh, Amber Heard in the few scenes they have, mm. the way that he fires back at her is so much quicker than she can get at him. Mm. And it's like it, it, she, her whole act is she thinks she's above this. She thinks she's too cool for fucking school mm. for all of this. And he sees it straight away and basically calls her on it. And she's too aloof to realise it. But every time she says something, he just bang and he's straight fucking back at her. Yeah. Um, and it's that's it. His thing is that he wants to show her that actually, no, you, you're not fucking above this. I can make you fucking enjoy this. You think you're too cool for this? You're fucking not. I am going to show you. And that's what it is. I love the bit where, where he told her his real name. He's like, magic. Magic Mike. Yeah. And then swelled out of the room. Yeah. It's basically, it, it, it's him just fucking taking the piss out of her. Yeah. yeah. Because he finds her out. Because she acts as all this, aloof, what is it? And he goes, ah, no, you're not, what is it? You're a fucking trust fund kid. I get it now. Um, and then, yeah, it, it's, I, I actually think it's a fucking great film. Yeah, it is, yeah. Solid. Um, definitely, definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Um, I'm actually going to watch rewatch Magic Mike at some point in the next few weeks because I, I have a feeling, I've said it already, I have a feeling that Magic Mike, I think, in my eyes, might be actually a better film in terms of the fact that I don't I don't think, I think it underestimates itself. <laughs> this film? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking great. Um, and next week, <laughs> what do we have? What, what was it? It's US, US Marshals. Yeah, I fucking love US Marshals. The, the 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 sequel to the Fugitive, or the the Fugitive spin-off, more or less, <laughs> that literally opens up with them in a fucking chicken suit. Nice. Uh, oh, is that where your new picture is on WhatsApp? I was kind of like that. Yeah, that is, that's my new picture on WhatsApp. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we have asked with a question. Uh, I'm just going to find it now. Uh, Rick Kidd at Rick J. Kidd. Uh, what film slash leader politician um, do you think would be best to handle the current coronavirus situation? What? What? What sort of 
what film uh, president slash world leader sort of character would be best suited handle this current situation? Tough one, isn't it? I mean, it's hard not to go um, Bill Pullman in Independence Day, isn't it? Because he does give a kick-ass speech. And, you know, let's face it, any US president at the moment will be better than what they've got. (laughs) Yeah. What was his name in... um... Oh, I can't remember his film. Who is it? What actor is it? I don't. We can't remember all, any of it. Can't remember any pertinent point, can you? No, it wasn't. It wasn't about that. I was going to say blah 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 would be better than what they've got now, but now I can't even fucking remember what his name is. Can answer the question, though. Ian, what do you think? Uh, well, uh, quite frankly, I think there is only one answer. Go on. It is President Dwayne Elizondo Mountains U Herbert Camacho. That's who I was after, out of idiocracy. Yeah. Yeah, that's who I was after. That's a fucking good shout, yeah. See? Proof. Yeah, you have got idiocracy up on your phone there, yeah. 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 Couldn't have the name of the film, so I had to Google uh, IMDb Luke Wilson. Yeah, that's a that's a solid shout, yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, Is that Terry Crews? Yeah, it's Terry Crews. Yeah, know. it's Terry Crews. Fucking great film is idiocracy. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't think I could watch it now, just out of pure sadness. Why? <laughs> Far too often those nowadays. Uh, what are we covering next week, Ian? Uh, just gonna get oh, blimey, Charlie. I'm just gonna get the video on just to show you what I'm dealing with at the moment. Uh, so coming up next week, uh, <laughs> dog alert. Oh bloody hell, we're gonna be dealing. We're gonna be dealing with. Oh my god, fucking hell. Jesus Christ! What are you doing? What are you doing? Getting a little going. Oh God! Right. Okay. So we're gonna have Admiral Art House Jordan. Oh my God, Jordan McGrath um, on the show with us to talk about bloody hell, uh, portrait of a lady on fire, which is our movie for Friday. What are you doing? Right down you go. Oh Christ. Oh my god, she's trying to go back up again. Right. You settle down? <laughs> Admiral Art House Jordan McGraw will be with us to talk about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, we will be. What else are we going to be talking about? I've forgotten. We're going to be talking about US Marshals. Marshals. Uh, something else in the recovery. I thought there was something else as well. There's um, something else covering, guys. It's a surprise. Yeah. But there's definitely something else we're covering. But yeah, we're going to be getting all art house with uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, I think I might need to go in a minute because I'm a little bit worried about uh, what uh, Kiki's going to do to Donna's studio. So uh, right. yeah, do, uh, do you want to wrap well, this up? <laughs> yeah, that was episode 342. Um, please check out We Are Pod Syndicate um, for all the other We Are Pod Syndicate podcasts. So His Film, Her Movie, Beyond the Neon, Chins Rock versus Punter, What's on Tap. Uh, at Entertainment Landfill. Um, me and Ian will be doing some more um, World War z uh, at some point in the next week or so uh, on our YouTube. Uh, if you want to check out our YouTube, you can see a video of me reading uh, The Three Billy Goats Gruff. It is. It's, yep. it's, it's powerful. 
Um, and uh, we've got other stuff in the pipeline coming up uh, over the next week of that. Also, check out our Patreon. Um, <laughs> myself and Ian will be doing a podcast very soon on the films of Christopher Nolan, starting with following. Ian's <laughs> literally waving a dog at us right now. Um, so we thank you very much for listening, guys, and we shall speak to you next week. Bye bye. You are my fire, the one desire, believe when I say I want it that way, but we are two worlds apart.
This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>